Okay, welcome back to another great episode of the Great Heavy Music Podcast. This week we have with us an outstanding band from the UK, Countless Skies. So excited to be talking to these guys. They've graced us with their presence, and we're super excited to talk about their latest album, Glow. Phil Collins with me here as always. Phil, say hi to the folks at home. Hello to the folks at home. And with us also we have another Phil, perhaps a more talented Phil. I don't know if that offends I mean, you. We're going to have to have a contest. Yeah, we'll see. So we got Phil from Countless Skies. Phil, can you say hello? Hey, I'm like a shiny Pokemon card, Phil. <laughs> Beat that, motherfucker. That is tough, man. That's... Legit. And we also have Ross King with us, and his last name is King, so I don't know that he can be beaten. Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't know, I, think, I think legally he isn't King. <laughs> well, given that they're from the United Kingdom, I think they have the better chance of being an actual King than you and I over here in the States. So with that amazing introduction, thank you guys so much for joining us. I really appreciate your presence today, and um, I'm going to go ahead and give you the warmest introduction that I can think of. If I can just filibuster here for one second, I have something that I want you guys to hear. Maybe you haven't heard in a long time because of COVID and maybe it's something you miss, but here we go. A round of applause for the boys from countless skies. Phil, take it away, man. What do you got to ask these guys? I know you love them so much. I do too. Yeah. I've, yeah. I do love this. You guys. Um, I wanted to start off with um, your first album. I, um, in my opinion, your, your first album was very, was notably confident. It had such a cohesion. Um, it, it, it seemed like it would have been like your fifth album. And I was curious about um, your chemistry. I mean, did, have, did you guys play a long time before you came out with your first album? I mean, uh, or did you guys just kind of jump together and just decide, you know, hey, we love doing this. Let's 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 put a band together. I mean, how, how long did you guys play together? How'd you meet and you know, what explains that kind of cohesion? Well, um, me uh, and the guitarist James, we've known each other for most of our lives. Um, we went to, to school together and we started our first band together in at the end of school, basically. Um, so we've been playing guitar together for about 15 years, I guess. Wow. <laughs> so um, whilst Countless Skies uh, and New Dawn is, is relatively new, I mean, not so much anymore, it's about to turn five years old, actually. Um, the us playing together as musicians and writing music together um, it's been going on for quite a while um, we've also been working with Phil as well um, we've known him for about I guess we've known you as long as we've been playing music together uh, it's like 15 years I guess yeah so. it's quite a long time yeah um, and Nathan joined shortly after that so Nathan about 12 years so um, yeah we've, we've actually been a band working together for, for over a decade already so and for our listeners who can't see, obviously, this is Ross telling us, Ross, what, what band instrument or what do you play and what role do you play in the band? Yeah, so I'm Ross and I am the uh, front man, so I'll do the harsh vocals and I play rhythm guitar in the band. Okay, very cool. And, and, in term, and also, because our listeners can't see you guys, they don't know that you're both young guys. So when you're talking 12, 15 years, you guys must have been pups when you were playing at the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah um, I mean, me and James first started uh, playing together uh, when we were about 14, I guess. Wow, so, that's so cool. Um, yeah, James was originally a drummer, uh, and I was on guitar as well. Um, yeah, and eventually he switched over to electric guitar and quickly overtook me. <laughs> it's a far superior guitarist now. Yeah. 
Well, it sounds to me like you're basically admitting that you deprived us of 10, 15 years of music from this band that could have been happening. But no, it's uh, uh, <laughs> it's definitely evident, though, the uh, the chemistry you guys have in that first album. Man. It's, it's just so tight. It, it's just you normally don't hear the first album from a band that's just like, like you know, so put the, so well put together. So that's impressive. Um, okay, so I wanted to ask you about your uh, Facebook Live, the practicing. That is re- that is such a cool idea. I was wondering if that was born out of COVID or is that something you guys would have done anyway? And do you plan to keep doing it once the pandemic ends? Want to say that one, Phil? I mean, I think it's just a fun thing to do to try and get some activity. And we like to try and engage with people. We like to try and try new things all the time. Ross is very keen on kind of researching how you can kind of push the boundaries of um, audience engagement with the band. And I think that, I mean, we're not the first people by a long way to try things like live streaming practices, but it's quite fun. It's different to a live gig that's been streamed because it's a bit more human. It's a bit more about behind the scenes. So I think we'd have probably still done it without the pandemic. It just gave us that kind of push to give it a go. All right. Who's also, ha- oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I was going to say, because um, our fan base is a lot more spread out um, around the world, uh, sort of like smaller, but um, spread out, uh, it's, it's nice to be able to play to uh, like quite a range of people that wouldn't normally be able to see us live um, yeah, all at the same time, which is, which is fine. Yeah, I guess it gets pretty awkward when you guys trash the stage. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, <laughs> that's pretty wild. I caught you guys playing some uh, Tempest on Facebook. And uh, that was, it was so cool, man. It, it was so neat. I was impressed by the studio. I I mean, it must have cost a little bit, but I guess it's worth it, you know, like in, in the long run. Yeah, it's that, that room is like the premium room that the, the studios we go to. We normally practice in a bit of a smaller room, which um, I think we've done most of our live streams from the smaller room. Uh, but yeah, we've been going to those practice rooms for as long as we've been a band. Like, um, yeah, we know the guy who runs it. He's a really sound guy. And uh, yeah, we just, yeah. Sweet. Um, so okay, I was curious what you um, what you guys could give us insight-wise regarding the evolution of sound between New Dawn and Glow. It seemed like a little more ethereal on Glow, if if uh, I think that's fair. Um, is that something you guys intended on doing? It, it almost it's like it's almost a little more prog metal in a way. Is there like, like a, is there an intent behind um, that, or that's just kind of something that organically grew out of playing together and? just going with your, your style well <clears throat> um, with this uh, second album Glow um, I think that James took on a lot more of the writing uh, which made it sort of feel a bit more cohesive and sort of um, the sort of the main sort of themes throughout the album sort of blend together a bit better uh, as opposed to New Dawn which is more a bunch of singles um, I mean it, it's, it is still um, obviously four singles and then a one long song but I think that the sort of general mood sort of flows quite well through the album. And I think that comes from James uh, growing up listening to a lot of um, like 70s uh, prog music. So his dad was huge into like Genesis and uh, Yes and all, all of that sort of stuff. Um, and I've, I know that he always wanted to sort of write more proggy music. Um, and always he wanted to write a song that would fit on one side of a vinyl as well. So that's kind of where the sort of idea uh, for Glow came from. Um, so, yeah, I'd say, say it's partly that, partly maybe our new influences as well. So sort of trying to broaden our horizons a bit and uh, bring in different influences onto this album from things like post-black metal, 
uh, an instrumental music from uh, guitarist like Pliny, if you've heard of him. Um, yeah, I don't know, how, how about you, Phil? Do you think there's anything you can add? I think that with um, New Dawn, it was very much stuff that you and James had written before. Kind of like some of the old kind of archive music from before we had the band, um, which is great. And then um, as we started playing shows together, I think we just sort of naturally started to find kind of our kind of cohesive mix of sounds as individuals. Um, I know that Nathan's obviously got his very kind of black metal leanings with his um, drumming. I've come from more kind of um, prog rock and prog metal. And as you said, I'm perhaps a massive, massive fanboy of stuff like Genesis. Yeah. I think it's just like a natural evolution, really. We didn't try and shoehorn or fit it in. Yeah. I know that when he was writing it, I said, oh, this sounds a little bit like Hans Zimmer sometimes. So <laughs> I think we just started watching a lot of films <laughs> and then that influenced us as well. Yeah, so I guess uh, like a short answer to that might be that um, we sort of tried to write the album knowing now what we were capable, what each member was capable of and trying to push them a little bit. So nice given that you guys are such big fans of genesis i thought you'd be a little bit more excited to meet phil collins i mean just gotta be honest but I mean, i'm just holding it in oh okay imagine, imagine their disappointment when they're like oh it's it's some other phil collins <laughs> yeah, this is why james couldn't yeah. make it because he heard that <laughs> phil collins was going to be here and he was just too shy oh yeah, man well, yeah he's I, I, that's understandable so I want to piggyback off what you asked, Phil, because that's a great question. For, for me, your first album, particularly the track Ethereal, that's where you sold me. You had that, the beginning parts of the album were all growling, and then you add the clean vocal dynamic in Ethereal, and if you had let out an EP that was just four times Ethereal back to back to back, I would have listened to it, because that song was so fucking catchy to me. And then when Glow came out, you started right out of the gate. The first track has got the clean vocals and the growls with that kind of triumphant harmony between the two of them was that something that was always at play that you wanted to do because you obviously had the ability on the first album but you didn't make it front and center until the second album how did that dynamic come to be where you were kind of allowing that to unfold um yeah i mean i guess it's just come from becoming more comfortable uh with sort of knowing um what we can do as a band and, and when to do things and uh, with the first album we um, came from a background of more sort of like melodic death metal and, and it kind of was a lot more harsh vocals in the music and the cleans were there just to sort of like a, a sprinkling uh, like a seasoning you know um, but the feedback we got from Phil's vocals um, in the, our songs was obviously it was quite evident that people really really liked his voice and, and we thought well I mean we, we don't want to sort of crowbar ourselves into we don't want to put ourselves in a corner or anything you know we're, we're happy to sort of experiment and um yeah, we sort of um, let Phil um, have free reign in, in some of the sections, really, to, to figure out what sort of melodies he wanted to do. Um, yeah, I think it <laughs> I paid off. Say, um, sorry, I was going to say, I, I actually asked James to write me some vocal melodies as if he was writing guitar lines, because I just kind of wanted to see what would happen if he wrote a melody and then if I sang it and if it worked. So some of that, some of it's going to come from that. That's super cool, man. It's just almost uh, mind-boggling to me that you guys have come with all these separate influences, but you've known each other so long, and it sounds like you trust each other so much that you have just pushed it all together, and it's working so well. Are you guys somewhat surprised at the level of success you've had so relatively quickly? Most bands don't enjoy this level of success. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it always leaves us um, you know, speechless when, when we sort of get that kind of feedback, so... 
yeah, uh, we, we're, we're just a bunch of guys who used to just hang out and mess around and stuff, you know, and we just happen to play music together. And uh, yeah, it just seems to have gone quite well f um, from that, you know. Um, we never really expected to get as far as we did. So. so cool, man. I wish you guys nothing but success here. But I have a, hold on, I have something else coming in through here. I wanted to make sure if you guys want to see if you know this. Do you know this song? Have you guys ever heard this? Yeah, we sing it every morning. Can, can, I was going to say, don't you wake up out of bed and put your hand over your heart and sing this? Um, I yeah, have, I, have, I give, have this with my overnight oats. <laughs> morning. When, you, when you're sipping your tea and eating a scone in the morning and you're listening to this as you do uh, you know, religiously, can you tell us, since you both are from the UK and the whole band I think is from the UK, there's been so many fucking incredible metal bands. I, I just have to know from you guys as a younger generation, Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath, uh, you know, some of these older, that's like a generation ago. Who Who is the younger kind of newer UK stuff that maybe our listeners should be checking out? Some contemporaries of yours. Like, who do you guys really love coming out of the UK scene? I'm going to let Ross take this one because he's like a connoisseur of music. Perfect. Ross, <laughs> tell our listeners because Phil, <laughs> Phil and I started this show because we remembered each other at, you know, 14, 15. We were friends trying to get into metal. We didn't know who to turn to. Our parents hated it. We were like basically each other falling into finding shit. Some of it was terrible. Some of it was great. And now we wanted to start this show to help people who are getting into metal and don't have anywhere else to turn. Hey, here's the best stuff. And that's what I want you to tell our listeners. Like, What's the best stuff that you listen to specifically from your home country? Okay. Um, I can think of a few things off the top of my head. The first thing that came to mind was um, probably Hayton, if you've heard of them. Oh, yeah. We've seen them. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're the ones who seem to be getting the most traction at the moment and sort of growing rapidly. Um, Great prog. Smaller. Yeah, yes, definitely. Smaller bands. I mean, uh, there's a band that I'm a big fan of at the moment. Um, progressive death metal band called Luna's Call from um, further up north than us, I think the Midlands. <laughs> Can you spell that um, one for really us? Cool. Lunar Skull? Yep. Luna's Call. So, oh, got it. Uh, L-U-N-A-S-C-A-L-L. -L. Got it. Luna's Call. So they're kind of like a cross between uh, Opeth and Necrophagist, if you've heard of them. Oh, awesome. So it's like really cool, proggy, mellow sections, and then it just goes into like technical death metal. It's great. Yeah, it's, um, there's, uh, there's a few friends bands I could name. I'm always worried I'm going to forget someone and then they're going to feel left out and well, upset. Well, don't, don't, don't put yourself out there, but I mean, you know, you're welcome to mention them if you want to give them some traction too. Sure. I mean... Um, there's a few bands uh, in the metal death scene. There's um, our friends in Raise the Void. There's uh, Frozen in Shadows, a new up-and-coming band in Manchester. Um, can you think of any, Phil? I mean, I really like Spectral Darkwave because they tick all my nerdy buttons. Yeah, And they're tight, really tight. <laughs> they're like a gothic-y, doomy sort of band, aren't they? You, like Cthulhu as a metal band. You guys have beautiful accents, Love but that. our American listeners may not be able to catch it. What do you say? Spectral what? Spectral Darkwave. <clears throat> very cool very cool see that's the type of stuff we get is it's amazing yeah. to me how every day you can listen to metal for 15 20 years and then you find a new band like literally every day and you're thinking what the fuck how did i not know about these guys it's incredible yeah yeah exactly uh an, an amazing band if you like bands like alcest um there's a band called asira a-s-i-r-a they only have one album out at the moment but um i think they've got another one in the works but yeah they're, they're incredible some that's, shoegaze that's awesome. black style yeah Love it. I yeah, love it. I love that stuff. I and mean, I definitely picked it up on Glow a little bit. There's definitely some post 
obviously in post rock, but the sh but shoegaze is definitely a good, um, you know, classification for it. Uh, yeah, that's awesome, man. I, I was going to ask too, um, touring wise. I know with COVID, everything's been thrown into the air, basically. But um, I, I saw that. Are you going to be doing tours with Whispered, or you have done them? What is that about? Because that's cool. yeah, we we did a tour with Whispered back in 2016. Okay, are you going to? Um, because I went to like a website yours and it was like, oh, we're gonna be touring with Whispered. And I was like, oh, I, I don't know. I thought that would have been bigger news because that's pretty awesome. Um, but uh, well, what's going on tour wise? Are you guys? Um, I saw something was canceled recently. If that's is that is that the case? Um, that sucks. But what? Anything in the works to kind of try to get get back out there, or what's the deal? Um, we've got a few dates in the UK that we've got lined up. Um, okay. But traveling outside of the UK at the moment is, uh, yeah, it's, it's not impossible, basically. Yeah. There's really a very short list of countries that we're allowed to travel to. And even then, um, they're not very populated countries or they're like on the other side of the world. You know, I think we can go to Iceland. So okay. That could be cool, but I don't think, I don't know if we have many yeah. fans over there. <laughs> Do a little whale um, watching, listen to some metal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I'd love to go. Yeah. Um, but our main sort of prospects would be over in mainland Europe and that seems quite uh, yeah, not, not available at the moment for us, which is a real shame. We've even had uh, sort of gig offers which we, we're sort of just left in limbo. We, we can't really give them a yes or a no because we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we're meant to play Metal Days again uh, this year, but that's been postponed for the second time. So... Yeah. That's why you have Facebook Live. That's... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, Phil, um, Phil, tell the listeners where what their Facebook page is so they make sure they can get there. Uh, yes, I'll go to it right now. But I um, I can send a link to I'll link to it on, on our Facebook. Um, Good. Uh, While Phil's pulling that up, guys, what's the best place for our listeners to, to follow you guys so that way they keep in touch so when things do open back up, they can get updates? Is it to go to your website? Because you guys got a great site. Is it to go to the Facebook? Is it Instagram? Where's the best place for you to capture their information so you can keep in touch with them? Um, if you go to our if you go to our website, then there's links to all of our social media. But we're most active on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, that's best. And the website is countlessskies.com. So if you go to countlessskies.com, you can see all their links and connections, and they'll take you right to all the newest stuff. Yep, and their their Facebook page is just. It's simply countless skies, and uh, you'll see the the glow artwork, which, by the way, is awesome. I wanted to ask you about that, but I'll get to that in a second. And um, yeah, and pretty much just, I think you guys just posted something like I don't know, just a second ago. It seemed like two days ago, but um, yeah. So that's the Facebook page. It'll say epic and somber metal, which is definitely accurate. But um, yeah, so that's where I saw Tempest, and yeah, I thought that was so cool. I was like, God, I wish I would have known about this earlier. That you guys did this because that that is such a such a cool idea, man. But um, yes, that's where you can go. Um, yeah. but yeah, who does the artwork, by the way? Because it's really that that's what caught my eye. I was going through um, originally. I was just going through uh, bands and trying to get into new stuff, and I saw that. I thought it looked wild, and I thought I would list. I thought I would check it out. Um, how do you guys get that done? Um, Please check so, out Carl Ellis. Just okay. going to throw the names right out. The Art of Carl Ellis. If you Google that, you should find him. C-A-R-L-E-L-L-I-S. Is it double L? Uh, it's C-A-R-L-E-L-L-I-S. Yeah. Got it. 
Cool. Yeah, so he's a friend of a friend, um, and we started working with him back when we released our EP, and we we're so impressed with his work that we've gone to him for everything since. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that glow is cool. It's like a guy walking out onto a cloud seat, like a bridge. It's a cloud. Like that is such a just beautiful and awesome. Like, oh yeah, they're it, impressed. Um, one thing we we mentioned to people is the fact that. Um, he often hasn't even heard the music when he's creating the artwork. Um, oh. so we're sort of astounded with how well it tends to match the yeah, music. Yeah. yeah, what do you tell him about, like, idea-wise? You just go, hey, we want something, like, ethereal, atmospheric, and he just goes, he just makes something, or? We just sort of, I, I mean, it's often me just sort of, like, rambling at him and just telling him an idea I have in my head, and somehow he sort of takes this jumble of words and turns it into a piece of art that is more than we even asked for. I don't know how he does it. He's, he's so talented. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, okay. Phil, I got a question wanted, for the boys, yeah, if you don't mind. Yeah, please do. All right, so given that COVID has slowed things down on the touring and playing live, which is a real drag for guys like you who love to you know perform, everything's got a silver lining, I hope, somewhere. So is it giving you guys more time to record and go back to the studio or write and do new stuff? Is it going to accelerate another album? Is there something positive that's coming from it? Crickets. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was being polite. Um, it's given us some time actually just to kind of focus on our personal lives for a little bit, kind of get our house of cards in order, I suppose is what you'd say, so that we, um, we're kind of ready for when things open up a bit more. We kind of use this time to sort out things like our housing or things like our careers and to have a look at the two albums we have done and kind of figure out what worked well, what we'd like to improve and how we'd go about producing another album. So. It's been very much a sort of behind the scenes kind of like getting ourselves in order. Very good. Like it's, been, it's been useful in that sense, but so it's then, quite as fun. What's on the horizon? Like, what are you looking forward to in the future? Do you guys want to be doing this band, you know, for for the next 20 years? Or is it kind of an agreement like, hey, we want to put out three great albums and we're going to call it a day and finish out on top? Like, is has there been a discussion about that? Or are you just enjoying it moment to moment? We're just sort of seeing where, where this goes, really. Um just taking it an album at a time, I guess. Cool. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's really hard because um, we we all have full time jobs, you know, and we all have you know prior engagements, commitments. Um, so we it, it tends to be that we sort of manage to write things or, or get things done in sort of bursts rather than having like a steady stream of stuff. Um, and it often depends on what's going on in our lives at the time. So. Um, we're like we're, we're we're sort of saying to people we 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 really want to release the next album much sooner than we did the last one because it was a four year wait but we just don't know what's going what's going to come our way and uh, yeah we're just sort of I guess maybe with this downtime trying to find ways to sort of streamline things and become better um, at producing stuff quicker and you know but still at a good quality so yes it's a bit of a test but you know we've just got to sort of take it head on and just see how things go. I'm excited for whatever you put out next because I got Glow is my favorite album of 2020, and uh, I am, I'm, I'm sure the next album should be my favorite album of whatever year it comes out. So, you know. Uh, but yeah. So um, okay, there's an old argument that Alex and I have had. It's been a, a decade plus long debate, and I was curious about your insight on it. The two bands head to head. You have to pick one: Foreigner or Van Halen. I want you to settle this. this the is whole it. catalog. Not just one, like, best song or whatever. The whole band's history. 
Who yeah. do you take? Hmm. That's a tough one. I think I lean more on Foreigner, to be honest with you. God, I fucking okay. love your beautiful yeah. face. Not that I'm going <laughs> to divulge who I think too, but, you know. Mm. I, well, I, I don't I know if that's a surprise. Sings, <laughs> I love my flamboyant singing stuff. I mean, God, so good. I, I'm I not taking yeah. Please go ahead. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> I was just going to say, I can't say that I've heard enough of either of their music to really make a strong decision. But I can say that I know that Van Halen has been a huge influence on a lot of bands that we listen to. So without them, I know that uh, maybe a lot of bands that we like might not exist or might not sound the same. Well, Ross very clearly opted out of answering because he didn't have enough information to answer. So that sounds like Phil picked uh, Foreigner, and he's right. So thank God, because Phil Collins, you're a fucking idiot. I mean, Ross seemed to... Imply, partly, well, <laughs> he seemed to lightly imply that their the, the band's their band's existence is predicated in part on Van Halen's catalog. So I'm going to go with... I won that argument. No, as a lawyer, that was complete and total hearsay. He has no idea, no foundation for that <laughs> argument, and it's absolutely inadmissible. So, oh, all right, fine. Foreigner, it is. Okay, fair enough. You got me. Um, but yeah, uh, Alex, I was going to ask where we can get new information, but Alex already asked that, which is good. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else I had that I had to know. I'd like Not to. Know, I'd like to know something. Yeah, wh real quick, guys. What? Who is your kind of dream tour mate? Who worldwide? Like, if there was a band that you could say we want to make a tour of two or three of us, and you know, you're, I see Ross, you're wearing a Nea Blaviscaris shirt. I've seen them before on seventy thousand tons of metal. They're amazing. Your in, your influences from uh, Australia in terms of Bellacore from the name of the band and Insomnium and some of these other ones that melodic death metal. They're obvious in your music. So who tell us who would you want to tour with most so you could just share a stage and just destroy. Um, I think that someone that I would pick, and I think Phil would agree, might be Devin Townsend. Yeah, that's oh. an obvious, that's an obvious choice. You can hear his. It's so, it's so funny you guys bring him up. You can hear his vocal style present in Glow. Ooh, excuse me, Glow Part Three Reflection. I don't know if that was purposeful or um, imitation. You know, being flattery, but the vocal sound, Phil, on that track sound. My wife even heard it from the other room. She goes, "Is that Devin Townsend?" I said, "No, it's Phil from Countless Skies." <laughs> It's a bit of a. It's always a bit of an awkward discussion because um, because we're both like male tenors within a certain sort of area of the voice, we are going to sound like somewhat similar. Um, but I am also an enormous fan of his, so it's kind of like a Venn diagram where I'm right. not trying to do impressions of him, but I happen to sound a bit like him. But I also do <laughs> aspire to be as good as him, so it's kind of like a vicious circle. G it's not it imitation, but it's sometimes a bit tricky to try and not <laughs> well i wouldn't say try not to i think it sounds perfect it sounds like you i mean i'm not saying it sounds like a ripoff or anything and and phil interview our phil interviewed devin on seventy thousand tons of metal a couple years back and he's like a monk dude if you've ever met him he's just so in peace and in tune with the world he wouldn't give a shit at all he'd probably be happy and, and excited for your success of your band so don't ever feel like worried that it sounds too similar it sounds great yeah, very, very easy going guy. Really cool. That's cool, though. So Devin will be a great guy to tour with. Who, who else are you guys thinking? Um, I mean, Insomnium and Bellacore might be a bit too uh, on the nose, but um, I think uh, there's some other great sort of proggy-ish melodeath bands like Omnium Gatherum uh, or In Hell Morning. Yeah. 
In, in Morning is one of my absolute favorite bands. Unbelievable cool. group of guys. Persephone, if you've heard of them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, Thank you guys you. can put on a hell of a. Me. Mm. Go ahead. Uh, I don't know. Not, not really bands that we sound like or would fit in with. I tend to come from more for my back. My background's a bit more kind of power metal stuff. So I just use it as an excuse to hang out with Snars Rautica. I think that's oh, how yeah. I see it. Flag in, no, flag no, in the ground. Massively. You could stab a man to that song, Flag in the Ground. I, I <laughs> love did, that yeah. song. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he could be held legally culpable. No, exactly. It's no, perfectly no, excused. Uh, yeah. I kind of prefer their kind of more Danny Elfman vibing stuff. Oh, sure. Off of like Reckoning Nights album. Stuff like the the song about the puppets. I think that's quite cool. Yep. Not enough Tim Burton-esque metal bands. I'm sure there are. If there are, email me them. Yeah, there's a, there's a, that's clearly a void in the uh, metal metal genre. There needs, needs to be way more of that. Edward Scissorhands. Had, 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 yeah, he'd be devastating in a mosh pit. I think. <laughs> Hardcore dancing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Very um, cool. Well, oh, how many? How often have you guys been asked about Bellacore and the and the band name Countless Skies? I was I was not going to ask about that because I was like they probably get that every time they do an interview, but um. That's just funny. That's a side note, but um, I don't know. Do you have anything else to ask? Uh, no, man. We don't need to keep these guys too long. They give us great service by joining us on the show. Love their band. Support them. How, what would you want our listeners to know, guys, so that way they can go support you? Where do you want them to go? You said Facebook is the most active. Is that where you want them to find out about where to buy merch and buy vinyls and buy discs, or is that Bandcamp, or do they just go to your main website? Where do you want them to go if they want to support you financially? Yeah, um, if they go to Facebook or Instagram, we're, we're constantly posting any updates. Um, at the moment, we've got four new vinyl variants out um, available on our Bandcamp. We've also got loads of shirts and uh, some orange cassette tapes. Um, if you message us directly, uh, we have some signed CDs and some beanie hats with our logo on. Uh, yeah, so I think Facebook and Instagram are the best places to get any sort of updates. Very cool, very cool. Well, fellas, unless there's anything else you want to share with our listeners, I don't want to keep you any longer than we have to. We really appreciate you joining us, and you know, nothing but best wishes and future success. You guys have kicked ass, flown onto the scene. I'm sure it felt like a lot longer to you guys than it does to us on the listening side, but from our side, it's like an overnight success, which is incredible. So, um, you know, God bless you guys, and thanks a lot for joining us. Cheers, thank you, fellas. Yeah, thank you for having us.